Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. G'day folks and welcome to another episode of Encounters Down Under. Kevin joins us on the show to tell us about a couple of experiences he's had witnessing strange objects in the sky, as well as a disturbing conversation he had with a family who had their own encounter. So please welcome to the show, Kevin. Welcome to the show there, Kevin. You there, mate? Hello. G'day, mate. Welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Thank you very much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell my story and um, personal experience related to uh, sightings and... Um, what conversations I've had with uh, other people and that, other parties. Yeah, mate, it's going to be great to actually hear these because, um, you know, every story counts for when it comes to this sort of genre and, like, oh, mate, it's well, going to be <laughs> absolutely fantastic hearing these stories. Well, I think the thing is if you don't put it out there, people's not going to know and um, that's the whole idea of this program if you don't put it out there. Exactly um, right. And you've, you've got the courage up to go and actually explain it to everyone there, mate, and that's the, that's the massive start in itself right there. Yep, yep. No, no, no. It's it's nice to sort of um, relate what I've experienced, and uh, as I said, spoken to people, uh, to like-minded people. You know, people who've got an open mind who are um, considering or and um, believe in this uh, phenomenon or um, alien planets, etc. It's simple as that. So yeah. no. But yeah, mate. Um, look, tell us about your experiences there, and then um, look, I'll let you lead the way, mate. You just tell us what you've got, mate. Um, all right, to begin with, um, I'll give you a little bit of insight regarding my background. I grew up in the UK, lived in New Zealand for 12 years before I moved to um, South Australia. Um, personally, I was raised in an, era, in an era when UFOs were basically ridiculed far more so than today. Um, something, though, I believe is, I personally believe anyway, slowly but surely changing and in the right direction, although there's still people out there and that who are their reserved judgment on that, but principally back in those days, anyone mentioned having experienced a sighting or whatsoever was probably advised that many white coats would be coming to take you away in a little green van, such was the attitude of the time, and I'd like to think we've matured a bit since then, certainly with the, um, as you said earlier on, the releases that's being made on, um, what, in America and around the world and that, yeah, definitely. Um, various bodies, etc., um, you just didn't touch, talk about the subject back in the day because it was, a, like I say, it was a norm that was being forced on you. Regular argument was if there's anything out there, it will not be. It would have been picked up on radar. Well, needless to say, that went by the wind when the Americans introduced stealth and that, chiefly the, on the aircraft. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, did so, that I mean, happen was. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what you got to think about. You know, I mean, you know, that was the argument. Oh, no, no, it's on radar. And I had that argument so many times, you know. I said, well, if there's so much in advance, radar will be nothing to them. And which has been proven, you know, as simple as that. Yeah. 
But my personal thoughts you know, at the time, it was a case of simply minimised public interest in the topic, and um, they don't exist, and it's ridiculous to think otherwise, you know. So, classic case of um, restricting freedom of speech, intimidation, yeah. etc. So, definitely. But um, it was such a pity, really, because I think, uh, well, I'm sure a wealth of sightings experience would have never have been told, and they were conveniently been forgotten by our respective parties. So. Yeah, or well, they've passed anyway, away, and it's been lost. Forever. Exactly right, yeah, exactly right. You know, it's, it's just one of those things when nobody likes being ridiculed. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, slowly but surely you've got it. It's, it's a bit like the earth is flat. You know, remember the period when the earth was flat? Sort of <laughs> yeah. Thing? yeah, I know, it's round, it's round. You know, and people will be thinking, yeah, right, mate. So, but that's where I think that this period of time is the, the mentality of the people, and that's it. Yeah. But anyway, my personal interest in UFOs came from, well, basically, I was staring, used to stare at the night sky. Principally following the uh, Apollo missions to the moon, and you know, I was just wondering if there was indeed life out there. But my thinking was, and still is, with all those planets out there, and taking into account the planets that we don't still know exist, there's got to be some form of life out there. It's it's just too too just just too much out there. So the odds are just too great, in my opinion, anyway. Oh, look, totally but, agree. Totally. Agree. You know, it is. You just can't. Just I just can't understand it, comprehend it when people don't sort of think that in that way. So, but I, again, going back to my period back in the 70s, um, again, it began to be introduced. The books started to come out from people's experiences, and you got the classic movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that sort of stimulate a lot of people's interest. I think it opened up a few people as well with their experiences, but, but probably wouldn't have been told. But um, going back to me, well, my first experience of witnessing something unusual in the night sky was in the winter. Um, in the beginning of uh, 1976 in England. I didn't post this on the site because um, I, I didn't realise or feel that um, it was just basically an Australian page, but I've noticed later there's a lot of other people putting their sites in from New Zealand and, and the UK, etc. So I haven't writ written this one down or posted it, should I say. So it's a newbie sort of thing. So You know, that's fair enough. But, but um, um, I'm... I'd been out, it was on a Friday night, I'd been out to uh, the pubs and I was with a mate was coming home, so because in, you know, back in them days, not many people had a car. So, and weather permitting, I'd look up at the sky and um, I wasn't really an expert on the stars or the, um, you know, like the, the Zors and um, the Big Dipper, over, you know, the plough and bits and bobs like that. But I, I just should have tried to make my own stars up. And I remember looking up one night thinking, or that Friday night thinking, well, I've not seen those two stars before, you know. And um, there was the reason what attracted me to them was was basically they were sort of parallel to each other. If you imagine the dial of a clock, you look at it, it's nine o'clock. One would be at nine o'clock and one would be at three o'clock. But the intensity of both those stars was, was the same. And that's what sort of got me sort of looking at them. And I thought, well, I've not seen those stars before. I, I just didn't recognize them. I've seen stars similar positioning-wise. Uh, maybe one was a bit out of whack in parallel, in parallel, but one was always of a lesser intensity sort of thing. So, so anyway, I was, I was sort of looking at it, and I must have gone quiet, and then obviously the person I was with, my friend I was with, he, uh, he uh, took note, and um, he was looking at I didn't realise at the time, but when I was looking at them, um, what they did is they changed positions. The, the start at the 9 o'clock position did a full half circle and replaced the star that was at the 3 o'clock position and that star at the same time 
had gone round the bottom half of the circle and replaced the star at the nine. nine so it's like it done a whole flip. Yeah, yeah, basically, you know, you get your two fingers and you sort of flick them round sort of thing, you know, but both in the same different position or the same position of fingers in before. That's the way to look at it. I remember thinking, what? What the hell was that? Yeah. You know, and it just sort of, I mean, I don't know what distance these two stars are. Well, I'm saying stars. I mean, obviously, they weren't stars. But I don't know what distance they were between them. But from looking at it from where I was, they looked similar positioning to, say, the... Um, stars on the Orion's belt. So what that distance was or is, I, I don't know, but it obviously must have been a feral gap. You know, what it was, I can't guess what it was, but it must have been a feral gap. And yep. slowly but surely, the star that was at the three o'clock position seemed to move away, but it didn't move along parallel. It looked as, as though it was moving away, so that at a 45 degree angle. It was moving away into the night sky. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, so, I mean, I've tried... I tried all sorts to sort of figure out what these this could have been. I mean, yeah, you, I've, I've seen rockets where they sort of spin round and all like that. Uh, the Apollo 8 mission, they turn round sort of to get a bit of a better boost and all like that. But there was no, there was no um, well, exhaust, if you know what I'm trying to say, or anything like that. But I don't think you'd see it from that distance anyway. But but um, there's nothing there to indicate what was propelling or what had propelled these two objects now. And um, why have they done it? You know, it, it just seemed, just seemed odd, you know. And it really stunned us both. And as I say, I, I, to this day, I've sort of thought, what was this sort of thing? You know, it it it, um, it just completely and totally was unexpected, and it, it sort of shocked us both. And I remember my mate saying, "What the heck was that? You know, what was what was that name on sort of thing?" But no idea. Yeah, it would no just idea. throw you out, wouldn't it? Well, it did. It did for him. That, that's basically what introduced me to the fact that, you know, what was it? And um, we had no idea. And as I say, at the time, you couldn't really talk to many people about it. Um, I don't really know what they were or what they was doing sort of thing. But that star did disappear at the one of the three o'clock position. We watched it get smaller and smaller. That's why we knew it wasn't sort of going across the sky. We would have watched it. You could see it was going away at an angle, so it made it look as though it wasn't going too too fast, but I think it must have been because the weight was going in that direction. So, yeah. but um, um, you, you sort of didn't, again, going back to it, you, you, you didn't mention it to any, many people or anything like that, but I did talk to a couple of people and then sort of raised their eyebrows and said, what the heck was that? But I do know, I spoke to a guy, um, well, I think it must have been a couple of years later, and um, I said to him, just told him the same story as what I'm telling you now, and um, he basically at uh, the end of it all he says, "Oh, oh yeah, I believe you." It's surprised because a lot of people down around about that period of time think you've got a mental problem, sort of thing. You know, you've got to see something. You've got to see somebody. And um, but he said, "No," he said, I, "I do believe you." He says, "My my dad's mate um, was an observer just after the war, and." Um, these guys were pretty cluey, Royal Observer Corps, and these guys was pretty cluey, and um, they complemented the radar system that was in use to detect the Russian planes, who regularly tested the ability of the RF's rapid response, etc. Yep. So they could identify anything in the sky and all like that. And he said um, that this guy telling them, you know, around the campfire, I suppose, in the in the, in the front room, and um, it took place in the early 50s, and he said that. Um, the team consisted of two ordinary rank and file and, and an officer. 
and um, they observed this unidentified flying object, um, which basically meant it was not on their aircraft recognition. So they didn't know what it was. So remember, yeah, well. these, they remember these observers would have used the highest quality binoculars known at the time. Yeah. And but he did mention the speed, so that was that was the thing. About I was just sort of listening, sort of taking it all in. But um, his sighting, as I mentioned, the sighting it didn't match any known aircraft, and they was also not aware of an aircraft that was capable of flying at that altitude. That was the other thing. So he said this sighting reported, and um, by the officer in charge, a few days later, it was all dragged in by a high-ranking officer and told to say nothing about it. So he basically, the high-ranking officer remarked to them uh, what they had witnessed was not allied. You know, there was American, British, Canadian over there and that, and the NATO and that. Yep. And, um, and most, most definitely wasn't Russian. And he left it at that. So he said they was left to make a guess of what it was. Yeah, well. So, so I mean, that's up to the listeners, etc., to sort of figure that one out. But yeah, still to this day, yeah. no sort of explanation to what it could have been. Yeah, well, no, no. Basically, said it wasn't um, NATO allied, and it certainly wasn't Russian. So basically, the army was just implying it was not of this planet. Simple <laughs> as that. Wow, that so, would have been incredible. That would have been pretty sketchy back in those days too. They're going, what is happening around us right now at this time? Like, we're just coming out of World War Two, and exactly we're just, right. we've got this flying around, so what's going on? <laughs> hey, well, exactly right. I mean, there was the Pooh fighters, supposedly, in, uh, in World War Two, and that people sighted them, wherever and that, but I'm not saying I don't know what this was, but I, it, just that going back to the story, it reminds me of this program is that, you know, if you don't put it out there, people's not going to come with a story. You know, well, that's it, right. It's, it's simple as that. You know, I mean, I'm telling you a story that somebody told me, and I, I, again, I believe the guy. I mean, what has he got to gain from making all that story? He must have thought about it for a long time, but you're going to make a story like that, so... No, definitely but, not. That's... Uh, you know, but um, like Ripley says, believe it or not, simple as that. So Yeah. Wow, but, that would have been incredible, though, either way. Well, it, it sort of, you know, it sort of... Um, I well, maybe feel a lot better from what I'd seen, the sight and I'd seen, and um, it was nice to for you know seldom do you get somebody to say yeah I believe you mate yeah yeah I do you know and then they give you an example um, of what they've heard etc. Yeah. So, but um, anyway, back in 1980, I moved to New Zealand and um, I resided there for 12 years. Um, I've, I've never stopped looking up towards the sky, but in those 12 years, I never saw anything at all. I think it's you know, you read on on the uh, um, posts on the on your page and that that people say, "Oh, no, I'd love to see one. I'd wish to see one." Yeah. I, I, I think it's I think it's a combination of timing, the clear sky, and you know, it, it, you, you I'll see you basically lucky. It's just you're in the right place at the right moment at the right time. Yeah, that's know? it. But like I said, I mean, for 12 years I didn't see nothing, and I thought with the clear sky in New Zealand, um, in particular, say to the UK and that because the clouds, etc. We did used to get a lot of um, satellites and that doing their orbits over in the UK, so you had to be careful on them, and you, you got wise to them as well. And they reckon the area I came across a lot of RAF uh, bases um, used to have the Russian um, spy satellites. I don't know if that's oh, true or yep. not, but, but that was the theory, you see. So you used to see these satellites sort of, you know, in squares or whatever, you know, certain shapes anyway. You could see them moving around the sky. We used to walk home at night. Seems to be quite intriguing, sort of thing. But that yeah. was that. What I reported earlier was um, 
that was just totally divided. I've, I've been racking my brain up since that day, and I've tried to figure out. I've looked at a lot of UFO programs, a lot of space programs and that. I still yeah, can't well, figure out what it was. just weird yeah. how it's like looking like a solid craft, done a full flip, and then one just ducked most... off. Like, I'm going yeah, this way now. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah well, that, that, that was my... That's my I've, I've actually honestly thought that myself, but I, I thought to myself, it was a, if it was a craft all the way along, it was a long craft, but then again, there has been reports that they are some of these are massive, you know. Um, but it, why was they just lit up at both ends? Yeah, why it just it, doesn't make sense, does it? it, it now, logic's not it, there. Like, why it, do a full flip? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. It looked mechanical in its movement because they both there was in sync. Yeah. You know, and that's what got me. It was in sync. You know, and you thought, well, if something was there was timing it and and what's the word rotating it in 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 sync with each other, you know, and, I, and I've, I've actually thought myself, oh, it must have been a big, uh, you know, big um, craft of sorts that flipped yeah. around. But then I thought, well, why didn't it? Why wasn't it all lit up in like a, like a big long cigar or something like that? Yeah. For want of a better expression, why was it just the two ends? Because the sun, right with the stars, it would have lit it all up, wouldn't it? So simple as that. Is, there, is everything all right? I think it's locked the door for mine. <laughs> so. Oops, sorry guys, a bit of technical error on my end. Um, look, look um, yeah, sorry, back to that. Um, look, um, yeah, it, it, to me it doesn't make sense, does it? Like, yeah, like from no, looking I, like I, a solid I, craft, doing a yeah, full flip, I, and then one ducking off and just yeah. going over to the horizon. Like, I was going to question on that one um, too. Like, with the, um, look, so that was the first light ducked off over the horizon somewhere and disappeared. But did you take notice of what the other light was doing? From the it just stayed position. there. It just, it just stayed there. That the the, the three o'clock that went to the nine o'clock. The nine o'clock one just stayed there, and the three o'clock looked as though it was going into deeper space. It it didn't go over the horizon. It went out deep into space and, and disappeared. That's that's the way we interpreted it. Yeah. Okay. And 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 the next night I couldn't see because the clouds was 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 bad. But a couple of nights later I was able to see because I went out there looking for the the uh, the star itself because I. I I thought I've never seen that one before, or them two stones up position. So I sort of located and um, remembered where it would be. And when I went out, when I looked a couple of nights later, um, it wasn't there. Yeah, right. Okay, wow. It had gone. I mean, we didn't stay there all night looking at um, this other star. We we did observe the other one disappear, go away into the into the distance, sort of thing, um, and disappear, gradually fade away. And we did look at this one. I mean, probably we looked at it for about 30 minutes or so. And um, we saw this one there, it stayed there. And I thought, well, that's, that's interesting. And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to look out for you uh, tomorrow night. But I couldn't yeah. because the uh, the cloud issue we had over there and that, and because um, it was a winter. But uh, a couple of nights later, I did look and that had a gun. And I thought, well, that's very interesting. Yeah, bugger. Still, though, yeah, it's very interesting indeed. Mm. It so, makes you wonder. <laughs> well, I, it, that's what started me off. I mean, there's no two ways about it. That's that's what gave me the. Uh, I'd always sort of had a, a feeling that there must be life out there. Now, whether there's visiting or not, I don't know. But when I saw when I saw that, boy, well, no, no, that this is this is something more, and I've never been able to explain it to this day. 
you know, and I've, I have tried to. I mean, yep. I'm not a person who sort of lets things just go by. Hey, yeah, no, it was that. And I, I try and sort of figure it out, analyze it, etc. But nah, yep. I've not figured that one out. But no, it just always leaves you in question, doesn't it? Doesn't matter how much you try and brainstorm mm. on it, you just can't. Well, yeah. You might think it might be a possible answer, but then you're like, oh, no, nah, it just still defies whatever we've yeah. like sort yeah. of grown up yeah. with. It just defies yeah. everything. Yeah. As I say, it's only because I'd looked at the skies, I saw these two stars, I thought, I haven't seen them before. Yeah. I don't recognize them. You know, I mean, as I say, I want a stargazer or an expert, but I'd obviously looked enough to sort of figure out, well, I haven't seen these two before, and that's what they did. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, that's incredible. Back in 1992, I moved to Adelaide, South Australia. And well, I have actually seen some spectacular sightings in the sky, comets, shooting stars, space shuttle, space station, oh, and, and a couple of UFOs. Oh, bring them on. They're the juicy ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, and also a couple of conversations, or a fascinating conversation I had with two people who experienced, in my opinion, probably one of the major UFOs encounterings. Yeah. Counters in in Australia that that um, I really felt sorry for them that family that night when they sort of um, when we spoke about it. But anyway, back to me. Yeah. I have posted this conversation um, as I think uh, did probably uh, do it as anonymous because um, I, I spoke to them before I actually saw my. Um, incident in the uh, early hours of the morning but I posted this conversation as anonymous due to my previous experience in the past as we're still going through now I suppose to an extent but yeah also to gauge people's reaction to it I just needed the confidence that was dealing with like-minded people and received so much as I just said so much negativity in that so but which is uh, unfortunate felt, yeah yeah I had felt though for a while this conversation needed to be shared I mean I, I sort of kept it to myself and you know, I obviously I tell family members in that, but um, oh, look, certainly appreciate the efforts anyway. Mm, it's um, yeah. definitely something that can't go unappreciated. No, I suppose. It, <laughs> I'm trying to for the right words. Yeah, it's had to, it had to be told, you know. And uh, but I lived on a, a sort of a like a loop cul-de-sac. You know, there's one way in, and you went sort of like round in a circle, and then you went back out the same way you came in. And um, I lived about on the left-hand side, about four houses from this 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 family sort of thing. Um, um, there was mother and, and um, father, obviously, and there was two boys. But the boys didn't. One of the boys didn't live with them. And there was this. There was the younger girl. She was about ten. And, and um, basically, I'm repeating what I, I wrote on the. But I'm, I'm sort of saying it verbally now on my post and that. But um, I was stood looking out because I knew the sugar was coming over at a certain time, and I was stood at the front of my guard and sort of thing. Uh, and I was looking out the front of the property, waiting for the shuttle to fly over. I think it was about 7.30 at night. And and they used to go out at all hours of the day and night with this poor little girl to try and tire her out. I mean, I think she was on drugs and all that, but I think they were trying to get away from that to sort of, what's the word, sort of... Um, take away the anxiety bit, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, make them a bit more lethargic in a, in a reasoning to know that, but... But she was highly sensitive. And when I first moved into the house, the people across the road, they sort of said, well, you know, down there, there's a little girl. Just be careful, you know, how you look at her, what you say to her and all like that, because she's prone to sort of fits and screams and screams and screams and that. So she was, she was fearful screaming. But And it could occur at any moment. So, But at the time, nobody, well, nobody knew anyway why she was like that. Yeah. And she was under observation. Uh, medical, well, they've all been to the medical specialist sort of thing, but um, which I didn't know at the time. 
But um, anyway, I avoided her. I, I didn't even look at her. Simple as that. But um, as I say, I was out there at the front then. I heard him um, coming around the corner. And um, oh my goodness gracious me, you know, crap. Here I am standing waiting for the shuttle to come across. And then there's all this lot are going to come here. And, that, and I thought, oh, no, good and then it. But anyway, um, <laughs> they came round. And then uh, she said, oh, how are you? So I think, you know, all right, yeah. And it, the inevitable came, like, you know. What are you doing through here? You know, sort of thing. So I basically said to her, you know, um, I'm still here looking for the shuttle flyover at any moment. And, um, well, it was just her and her son and the little girl. The little girl was playing about two or three meters away from um, from the sort of thing. And um, the son and her mother's face just sort of, just incredible. The, the alarm, or the, the way the face has just changed. I thought, what if I said here? You know, I had no idea. And um, so she she sort of said, oh, oh that, that, that's interesting, you know. And um, the atmosphere changed, so it was terrible. And um, anyway, the, the shuttle flew over, and I pointed it out to um, the mother and the son sort of thing. And at the time when she saw it flying across, she seemed to go into a bit of a semi-panic, and he seemed to be anxiety, a bit of anxiety in him and that moving around a bit and all that, I'm trying to usher the girl from looking up in the sky and all that, but to me at the time, I must admit, it, it did feel, it seemed very strange and very odd, and I thought, what the hell's going off here, sort of thing, you know? Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's hard to express, you know, it was a, a very uncomfortable moment, you know, to say the least. Yeah. And uh, with the, the shuttle disappearing, you know, the mother said to me, you know, turned and thanked me very much, you know, for showing her, it sort of thing, but yeah, no, I just had him believe. I just thought, you know, just being because she was a nice lady, she'd just been nice. Yeah, yeah. And as I said before, I think mean, I mentioned before, program, I have a, have a moment where I sort of say things really stupid, and I said to her, "No, oh, I just was making sure you didn't think it was a UFO." You know, so oh God, and Bernie, you should have seen her face then. <laughs> uh, you know, and um, it, it um, well, it's making me feel uneasy now, sort of thing. And um, I remember she sort of looked at the sun, and there's some sort of not raising his eyebrows, but you could see his eyes were wide open, sort of thing. And um, it got seen for a couple of minutes, probably only a few seconds, but it seemed like a couple of minutes. She says, oh, do you believe in UFOs? And uh, I thought, well, at this moment, I've got to be sensible. I've got to give her a far better and a mature answer than what I've done before. So I informed her principally. I said, yeah, I do. Yeah. And I said, the reason being is, as far as I'm concerned, there will be planets out there with nothing you know, that we know about, etc., and that possibly they will sustain life. So, and there's a high probability they could be intelligent, more intelligent than ours. So I seemed to change her a bit, and then she says, which I did feel strange at the, what was strange at the time, she says, oh, I'm pleased um, to hear you say that, you know. Why would you be pleased to meet, for me to say that, you know? Yeah, that's so, a bit of a weird response. <laughs> I thought, cool, blimey, you know. So, but anyway, yeah, she said, um, she began to tell me an experience or the experience that she and the family had back in 1988. But first of all, she said to me, had you heard of the Knowles abduction? You know, I said, well, I had, you know, I did yep. vaguely remember it because uh, I read it in Aussie magazine while I lived in New Zealand. And um, so I wasn't, you know, conversant with it, but I, I sort of recalled it. And then she says, oh. And she began to tell me a story of how I was driving along the Nullarbor and um, coming from Perth to Adelaide. 
and they was coming obviously it was in the summer and they decided to travel at night so it would be cooler and i don't think the car was in the best condition but it yeah. would be cooler sort of thing so and um they was going along and this, they noticed behind them what they thought was a road train um coming up fairly fast and the reason why they thought it was a road train um because it was due to all the lights they could see you know it was covered in lights which road trains are a lot of them anyway yeah. you know so but she sent then she mentioned how the road train they suddenly it suddenly improved and got faster and faster and caught them up and it got right up the rear of the car and pushed them along faster and faster and she said oh wow well. absolutely screaming absolutely screaming you know, they could tell then as well because a, 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 a voice and a, and a body movements, you know, and then the kid as well. You know, you could you could see basically in some respects she was reliving her experience and, and how he must have been petrified for her and her family. Yeah. And she says, you know, she says everybody in the car was screaming hysterically and what, and what um, terrified, you know, she says we thought we were going to die. You know, this thing was pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And... Um, and she could, they said they just couldn't stop, and what made it worse, the car was lit up. They couldn't really see, you know, it was so bright in the car and that. It was visually difficult, and um, this thing just kept pushing them and pushing them to the point where she said they couldn't go any faster, and her, and her husband just pulled the car off the road onto the side, you know, to get away from what they believe was a maniac driving a road train. Yeah. But she says, um, as they came to a stop, you know, crash by wallop, come to a stop on the embankment on the side there and that, um, they realised that the road train had followed them, much to their horror, terror. Oh, so it stopped and behind them. It, it followed them, followed them. And it's just basically, it was right behind them. This is what she told me, it was right behind them. It's, and then it went up vertically, over oh. the car, over the car, and over there, and she did this blinding light that lit up the interior, the whole interior of the car. She said you couldn't see anything. You know, and she says, it's just, I don't know how long it was, but... It could have been a few seconds, but I know it was. But she says, and then it just seemed to whoop, zoom straight up in the sky. She says Whoa. it's some. She says it then disappeared. Disappeared. She says it's you know she couldn't believe it. You know she couldn't believe it. And um, she said this this took place two weeks prior to the Knowles abduction, but nobody knows anything about their experience or this incident except for the respective medical authorities, yeah. and because they'd all been all been under the um, you know, the specialists or whatever they were that was, a, was looking after them, especially the doctor. They didn't seem to be too bad now, but you could see it was it was upsetting them sort of thing. But she says um, she'd never told anybody, you know, unless, unless it was the specialist because they don't like to go and see them and all like that. So they, those people out there was aware of it, but um, nobody knew their story. Um, they only knew of the Noel story, which had happened two weeks later. So, and she told me this, as I say, back in, um, oh gosh, about 19... Three or something like that, because I moved here in '92, '93. I wasn't long because they was already living in that cul-de-sac area. I was there, and then they moved on. Yeah, they moved on to Melbourne about '94. They weren't there long. So whether she knew she was going away, or being transferred, or her husband was being transferred, because he was a very clever fella, um, to um, a big uh, industrial plant in Melbourne. I don't know, but uh, she's I've never told anybody about this. But you know, because she says you said you believed in him, and um, I put it to her story. But like I said on my write-up on the post, it, it, I knew they was telling the truth because she'd be talking and the son would be about two metres away and he'd be adding bits to it and it, he'd then put something else toward it. But it was the way they both kept looking at the, the kid, making sure that the kid who was playing 
couldn't get anywhere near in the conversation or hear them sort of thing, you know. And if, they, if they'd rehearsed this, uh, they did a damn good job of it. You yeah, know what okay. I mean? It, it, it's not, that's what I'm trying to say. It, it, it wasn't just somebody just like I'm, say, telling your story. Oh, yeah, yeah. But these two were telling different parts of the story. You know, there was both making it as a whole sort of thing. But the yeah. telling part was her body movement. You could see she was anxious, you know, and um, the way her facial expressions were and all like that. But also the way they kept looking at the daughter to make sure the daughter, he'd hover in and then she'd hover out and he'd say something and then he'd go back out and then she'd come back in. And I sort of thought, oh, far out, this is just unbelievable. I mean, it really left me gobsmacked, you know, absolutely. And I thought, wow, you poor people, you know. It did, obviously, yeah. I mean, you hear about UFO sightings, you hear about encounters, etc. But it had, it had certainly affected this, this family, for sure. You know, yeah, well, yeah. you know, and um, as I say, that poor little girl, you know, yeah, she, 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 I don't know if she's suffering to this day because obviously we lost contact with them when they moved on to Melbourne, yep, but to Ovalani. So, well, but then, then it wasn't until then, this is my experience. Um, this happened after them, this, this was in June, um, 1995, that I'd uh, had a sighting of, um, what I, I think significance that many questioned what I'd previously witnessed um, basically through everything where I'd sort of assumed or felt or you know possibly believed um, was something else out there extraterrestrial etc etc he just threw it out the window sort of thing uh, um, it, it, when now when I tend to look at the sky because I go out in the mornings and that and you see the satellites or whatever they are yep things going across the this shuttle of, uh, not the shuttle now but the the space station and i think was it the space lab is it or something, something oh, starlink going, going across now starlink, stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah yeah you know you see well they're all going at a similar speed sort of thing and yep. um you know uh, you get a feeling so okay it's, it's sort of it's man-made unless it's something's going if it's not man-made it's something going slow you know but generally you can just sort of palm them off as being man-made but yeah um, that's it you know, but I mean, I, I got to work, I used to get to work um, earlier, because we started at six o'clock and used to get there at about 20 past five. Simple reason being is because I could get there in 15 minutes. If I went 10 minutes later, it would take me 35 minutes to get to work. And don't get me wrong, I don't like, didn't like work and I don't like work. But um, I just felt that that was a lot of, that was the best idea or the best way to do it because it um, saved you on petrol and also saved you on stress driving through with all the idiots on the road. Yeah. So used to get there, and when I, I got there, that, this one, one morning, and um, I thought uh, it's a long building, manufacturing building, typical long manufacturing building, and I was at, we was at one end of it, and um, I thought, oh, Mr. Trevor can't see me in his office, sort of thing. So I was in there, and I thought, oh, I'll go out and have a talk to him, see what he's up to, sort of thing. So this is how close it was. If I hadn't gone out there, I would not have seen this. So yeah. it was just that impulse, that impulse to go out there and um, basically, you know, how you doing, mate? What are you doing? What are you up to? So, but I've got to emphasize the fact that Trev was a, a complete, and I mean a complete and utter non-believer. I mean, we'd had many a discussion, heated debate, and a lot of abuse had come my way because I told him that I felt that there could be life out there. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't believe that there's nothing out there, sort of thing. And he was one of these who basically says, nah, you, you've got rocks in your head, you need to see somebody, you know, your mental, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. The typical response. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's sad, but it, it, um, 
that was his ideals and his beliefs and, and, and that was it. But, you know. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, yep. I'm a bit more open-minded sort of thing. And, and as I say, especially having saw that um, incident back in the 70s. So, and he, he also came, you know, from a military background and that he was complete and utter nutter. And I'm saying that mildly. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He's, the guy was crazy. Absolutely crazy, but he, you know, he, he got to know him, he was all right, but God, man, he was a nutter. So, anyway, he was, he was out the back there, like, and went looking towards, um, you know, westerly direction, basically towards the ocean, sort of thing, because this road went straight towards the ocean, sort of thing. And, um, and uh, I could, I, I just on the horizon, just saw these two objects, and you know, I mean, generally, when you see something, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, it's not doesn't sort of drag your attention, you know, you, you, you could be playing or this and that, but I saw these two objects and it's, into, it's the way, the speed they came up over their eyes, you know, and straight away I thought, what on earth are these, you know, I mean, straight away, you know, it takes on the train, pack my sort of um, attention and, yeah. um, you know, it really does, you know, my, my wife just says, you know, I'm actually, oh, did you see that? Nah, did you see that? You know, it, it just amazes her, I, I just, but it takes something to really get get my sort of, you know, ability to sort of look at you and think, oh, yeah, what's happening there? And I saw these children straight away, I thought, God, I'm Bennett, you know. I'm trying not to swear here. You know, <laughs> and because and, 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 I was stood on this um, sort of, um, the steel was all piled up. I stood on top of this steel, and I jumped down, and I'm screaming. I'm screaming at Trev, and, you know, I said, Trev, Trev, look at them. And I can remember him. He turned and looked at me and said, what's up with this nutter? 
you know, you could see the way he looked at me. He goes, he's got a mental problem. So I'm, I'm screaming. I give him his due. I'm screaming. And I'm pointing. Look at these two. Look at these two objects here. And, you know, they flew straight, straight over us. But I've never seen anything move so fast in my life. They went in a westerly direction sort of thing. Must across the northeastern suburbs of Adelaide. And yep. um, in a couple of seconds, they've gone. You know, the base of the right, so a couple of, in a few seconds, they've gone. And I can remember looking at Trev with his, you know, his face, facial expression was, what, what on earth was that? You know, what on earth was they? And he's, and he's looking at him in that direction to see where they're gone. He, yeah, they're gone. They've gone out of sight, mate. They've gone. And I kept looking back thinking, is any more of these damn things coming? You know, yeah. and I just kept looking back. And it was, and it was at the height of about, well, what we believe to be the shuttle height um, at the time. This is the shuttle. Period. Yeah, so I think it's about above the atmosphere at least. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the sun was shining above them. So they looked very similar to like, so just for argument's sake, you could say there was two shuttles, you know, flying across the sky. But the difference was, you know, I mean, the shuttle or the space station, but the shuttle <clears throat> travels about, what, 17,000 miles per hour, was it? Was it in kilometers? Yep, so about 27,000 kilometers. So 27, I mean, we estimated, we estimated at the time, it, minimum, minimum, these was going 10 times faster. Wow. You know, I mean, 10 times faster. Okay, for argument's sake, let's, let's just say uh, we over-exaggerated. But, okay, let's go down to something like five times faster, which I know for a fact that it was going far in excess of that. So that's 85,000 miles per hour, whichever that to be. That would have been incredible. And, and, you know, you, you just, look, I mean, I, I, I didn't know at the time that we got that could go that fast, and not just one of them, but there was two of them. Yeah. So how long do you think the whole experience took altogether? Like, I think when I first saw him, because I saw him coming over the horizon, I jumped down. So I I counted it out, I think, afterwards. And I think basically, because we, we did, I did see him coming from a fair distance from the horizon. Yeah. And they, then they did behind us go a fair distance. I think you're probably looking at about between six and eight seconds. Simple as that. The Possibly. whole experience, about six seconds. Yeah. Eight yeah. seconds. Yeah. Wow. So I, I, I don't think it would be... I don't think it was just so fast. That's why I jumped off there because I, I could sort of powering across, coming across the horizon, and I jumped down, and I told him, "So you go like one and two and three, and then he looked, and we both turned and four and five, six, perhaps going into the disc. Because as I said, we could see a feral whack, yeah. And uh, so you'd be looking a good six seconds, and they'd gone from way out there to way over there. Yeah, it was, wow. It was it was a massive, um, so many. I don't know how many cases we've been, but it was just incredible, just incredible. I mean, you you watch the um, shuttle for argument's sake, or you watch the space station now fly that distance, and it takes four minutes. Yeah, five minutes it, a, a, a good occasion. You know, it takes four minutes to do that. They did it in a matter of seconds. Yeah, that's so incredible. So maybe I've got maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe I've got maybe it was ten times faster. Maybe it was thirty, forty times faster. Yeah. You know, if you look at it that way, because I watched, I watched it yesterday morning. I watched the uh, space station go across, and it was this possibly less less difference distance rather, and that took uh, at least um, four minutes. Yep. So, well, honestly, I can relate because I've seen something similar, the same thing. Um, it was coming on dusk, and you know, a bright light right on the distance of the horizon there to the south, and I'm sort of sitting there watching, spotting this thing, and going, "Oh, what the hell is that?" And you know, and it's just gone from one side of the horizon straight to the other side and it was like gone within like maybe 10, 20 seconds maybe, give or take. Yeah, yeah. Like somewhere it's, between that and it's like, what the hell does that? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it. I mean, I'm talking back in 1995, and I mean, as I said before, um, I would have thought by now, I would have thought by now that if this was our technology, you know, our man-made technology, we would have seen or experienced something of that by now. I mean, we're talking 20 odd years, 25 yeah. years ago, 26 years ago. You know, and, and as I say, Trev, I mean, he was a non-believer, and I, and I went up to him, and I didn't want the argument at the time, but I knew for a fact um, that um, these these were was UFOs, as far as I was concerned. You know, it, it, it just it just there's no arguments there with it, sort of thing. But I thought I'm not going to argue with him. I've seen what I've seen. It's simple as that. So I, I just went up to him. And said, Look, I remember saying to him, "Well, I've never seen planes planes fly as fast as that before." Yeah, you know, it would have blown um, his mind. Oh, he, he, he totally freaked. He, he, well, I say he, he freaked. He could see it in his face, it, and it, 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 it seemed to be a pause. And as I say, it, oh, probably about twenty seconds, he just came back. He says, "They're not from planet. They're not from this planet. We, we've got nothing that can fly at that height and at that fast." Yeah. You know, and and I thought, "There's no." You know, I agree with you, mate. But I was very surprised that he came back with that. But you could see in his face, you know, that. Um, it had, it, it had affected it did, yeah. it did affect him and again I think I emphasized in my write up I can't, I can't give you an idea how I felt that morning and I believed in UFOs yeah. I, you know I mean my, I was, I was stunned more it is, it's not the words that sort of um, put across what I'd experienced you know um, it, 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 your body's it was. I was just so lethargic. I just couldn't get my head around it. I tried, like I said before, I try and analyse these things. I try and explain them away. I try and think what they could be and all that. But I, I couldn't come up with anything. It just. It was just the speed that kept coming back. What you know? What have we got that can go that fast? Yeah, that's just. It, you know, I tried rationally all sorts of ways to explain it away. But but now, and I remember Trevi because he was a, a leading hand and. Generally, he was always in and out of his office, always doing it. But he just sat in his office for over four hours. He never came out, you know, came out. And then he came, <laughs> you know, which, which was, and even the guys, because I wasn't a part of his department, I was in his department, but I was doing, I was part of another department. And um, even his um, subordinates, you know, the people underneath him were coming up to me, oh, what's the matter with you? Why aren't you coming out? You know, well, I don't know. Well, I'm not going to tell you. He was doing me. <laughs> I, 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 I was shocked. I was shocked enough, mate. I didn't tell you more. He, he came out. Uh, one bit, and you could see he was wanting to talk to me, and I, but I, I, I couldn't handle it. I, I didn't want to talk about it. Just didn't want to talk about it. Um, that's how it affected me, and I believed in the damn things. Yeah. You know, and um, but anyway, I think it was about an hour or so later, and he, kept, he, 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 we sort of crossed paths, and I basically said, look, I've been thinking about this, and um, you know, we, we, we've got to report this, you know, because we had a UFO member at work, and I might add, Trev had basically given him such a horrendous time. Uh, regarding his beliefs in UFOs, and um, he he inverted him sort of thing for a book, one of a better expression. Yeah. And um, and I went to the UFO guy, um, group guy, and I said, look, you know, um, we'd like to report to science. And he thought I was messing him around, you know. But I think he he changed when he saw my face because I think I was still in shock, you know. I've got an expression on my face like a, I don't know, wet fish. Yeah. And he interviewed both of us, and um, and. Um, and it's all right, we'd have reacted to the old situation, and he basically reported it. And um, so there was some rumor, some guy was telling me a few years later that it had been picked up, these two objects had been picked up at Edinburgh Air Base. Oh, so wow, like, that far off? 
Hang on, lost you. You there? Hello? Oh no, I lost him. What's happened? Oh, he's dropped out. Hang on, guys. We're going to try and get him back, I think. What's he done there? He's muted himself. You there, Kevin? We're having technical difficulty now. Oh no! I don't think they, um, they want us hearing the story. Bit of a conspiracy going on. Check your mute there, mic, mic button there, Kevin. We've lost you. No, I'll try and get you back on the call again. Hang on, mate, just get you. Are we yeah. back? Yep, we're back. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know why I'm there. Um, I kept pressing it on and off and no, we just No, we lost you. Bit of conspiracy there, mate. I think they're, um, they're on to us. <laughs> well, you never know, mate. You never yeah, know. <laughs> I tell you what, at my age, you'll be, you know, I, I don't let much go by me even stretch the deal. That could be. You could be right there. <laughs> could be right. So, but uh, yeah. So, going back to the uh, the guy, um, um, oh, I lost my train of thought here. But uh, yeah, it, it certainly um, made me wonder what I saw um, that morning. And uh, we was given. Um, we reported it. We was given. Um, third degree because the rumor went around the factory pretty fast the one we told the ufo guy because i think he wanted to make a a big scene of it because of the um hard time he'd be given yep. putting it and um lots of guys came up to us and and they um they give us a third degree they really um grilled us and all that and, and i think uh, like as a writer they their their attitude towards um, the ufo's changed and especially with the uh, cost trevor's um a non-total total non-believer and he, he told them basically exactly what i what we'd seen and what i'd said yeah well you know so it um so it, it changed him i think it changed him a lot as well if, um, but not, not, it's not really for me to say on here anyway yeah look but, i honestly uh, hope trevor apologized to the uh ufo guy for giving him so much crap oh god man, yeah well i could tell you another story of that well when he went out to him <laughs> I t i'll tell you so when he went out to him like can you tell him the story and i thought this is all right because i'm stood in the distance i didn't want to in, um, influence what he was going to say so I, I stood away from it and um when he was he was talking to me and he says right oh, this is because he's brilliant and he says to him at the end of it all and he says and if you get any of your ufo nutter to come round to my house he says, i'm going to come back and break all your bones in your body <laughs> oh no <laughs> so he, he finished off the way trev would be and all that there's a lot more to it I can't <laughs> but there's a lot more to it like that. I, I, I had to laugh you know at the time before well he's told his story but at the end of the day he's, he's, he's gone back to where he was before to an extent so oh well but uh, so but now but um so now that that was the one that sort of changed me a lot, and as I say, a lot of my so-called um, UFO or unidentified objects in the sky, I just put them in the rubbish bin after that. I thought, nah, you know, it's, this 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 is these are UFOs, you know, they're just the way they sped across that sky and all like that. You know, I thought, yeah. no way. So, but um, no, have we about finished or? No, no, I've got some questions here for you for myself. Oh, actually. good, mm -hmm. oh, good. Yeah, um, look, I was going to get back to the, the family there where um, they were speaking to with a little girl and that. Yeah. Now, um, did they happen to mention anything like they could have lost, like, you know, uh, the missing time that usually gets experienced in these sort of situations? No, she, she, um, it's, it's one of those conversations I wish, which is unusual for me, I wish they asked a lot more questions. Yeah. But I think I was a bit, um, um, well, a bit overwhelmed at the time. I, I was um, a bit perplexed, you know, I mean, 
um, if I'd have been aware or to give me some mention it once once before I'd have gotten, but I didn't really speak to them much after that because um, I say they disappeared and passed the cross. But no, they didn't. They just mentioned that this bright light came, and then and at the end of it all, well, I don't think she told me the whole of the story. My personal opinion is that I do think that there must have been something happened similar to that other other uh, Knowles incident and all like that. You know. Okay. So, but no, they didn't mention about lost time, or to me anyway. So. Yeah. Okay. So. so, do you think that the little girl could have been still experiencing things like the after this whole scenario happened? Like, do you think that the family had still been experiencing things? I think the little girl. That she was definitely not. Uh, depending on what you mean by experiencing, I know the little girl was having lots of nightmares. Yeah, so if she's having lots of nightmares. Like, do you think that she could be like, they, you know, getting abducted still, like while she's in bed asleep or something like, and like you know, taking her away I, sort of thing, like that kind of concept. I, I I wouldn't have a clue on that. No, they yeah. didn't mention it. I wouldn't have a clue on that. No. So just make uh, assumptions on things that could be a possibility then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know she was having terrible nightmares and that. And as I say, they'd, they'd be walking all hours of the day. It was not uncommon to see them or no, hear them in, in the middle of the night walking. Yeah, okay. So, so they're trying to maybe stay up late, trying to keep guard maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, they, they was, she was constantly um, being chaperoned for a better word. Yeah. Yeah, there was always yeah. somebody with her, always. And that's, wow. that's the fact. Yeah, that's the fact. There was always somebody with her. You know, honestly, and I hope that the little girl sort of grew up in a better yeah, manner well, than she I mean, did. She'd have to be in her thirties now, sort of thing. So, um, ninety-five with her. She'd have to be in her thirties now. So, Jeez, it'd be great if she was actually in this group here and um, actually found yeah. your story and gone. That's about me or something like that. That'd be absolutely great hearing yeah. her side of stories anyway and see if she yeah, well, continues well, I mean, any experiences. Well, I've been judging by. At that particular period of time, um, I, I don't. I think she wanted to forget it. Uh, simple as that. Oh yeah, I wouldn't blame her if it's going that. Yeah. That sort of um, effect on her, at least. Yeah, mm. I would want to forget that too. So. But... Yeah, I mean, there's this thing. You know, there's a difference between oh, you know, like you know, you, you, you've had a UFO sight and you've had a UFO experience, but it's like ghost stories, I suppose. You know, people see. They they have poltergeist in the house and um, it, it's petrifying and then there's yeah. those people who say oh I've seen a ghost you know you know it's it's there's more sometimes to the story some yep. people um, you know that uh, what she experienced and I don't I'm Dutch and you know it, um, I don't know I mean I I've often wondered if they were abducted you know um, and they did have lost time but they didn't say it to me they yep. didn't say it to me no simple as that either way it would have been a terrifying experience getting chased well by they something. had to Oh yeah, I mean, you know, as you say, she just she just thought it was a road train. We just I remember seeing it plain as day. We just thought it was a road train. We saw it in the distances, and then it seemed to get faster and faster, and then was pushing them and pushing and pushing them, and, and they just couldn't get out of its way. Yeah. It wouldn't run out of the way, and um, so in the end, they ended up uh, taking a punt and driving off the road, and um, and this thing followed. That was the thing. So it stunned him. It followed, followed. So wow. and then. It, um, then it went. She, when it went up, and she just went woof up. These are these are her words. She said it went woof up, and then she went over the car, and she said there was the most blinding light. She said she just couldn't see it was that bright. So I mean, I did think afterwards, and I wanted to talk to her again, but I just never got the opportunity. Yeah. Um, and then they'd gone. They'd gone to Melbourne. He got promoted again to go to Melbourne. So he was very um, very cluey fellow. This guy. 
yeah. uh, in, in the manufacturing industry, that is. So I don't want to give too much away because I don't. Uh, I do know the names and all like that. But, yep, no, that's fair enough. Like, definitely yeah. don't want to go and bring it out to the open there so they get chased down and harassed or whatever. So definitely. That is a clear right, yeah. yeah there's, there's people out there that probably give them a hard time. They don't need a hard time. They no. were living through the best of times when I was talking to them. So I think by moving them away. But it just seems strange. It was some bad luck in respect of them moving from Perth to Adelaide to start a new job. And then, then uh, that incident happened. Yeah, oh, well. Well, so, yeah. so what do you think these um, things are? Do you think they're uh, from another planet, or do you think it's a bit of like a bit of human engineering going on here? What are your thoughts on the whole UFO um, aspect? Well, the, the thing is, though, I mean, they've been reported for a long, long time, now, haven't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I mean, I've been following them from the seventies, and and. Um, you know, we're still not. If my ideology is that it, they've been reported from the 70s. I saw that incident in the 70s. So, where are they now? You know, I mean, if if some government had got them, we'd be uh, aware of them by now. It's as simple as that. At least but you like wouldn't said, think so. It, it's as simple as that. You know, generally, I get 10 to 15 years. You can, you can. Right now, the air bases in the UK and in America and all like that in Europe, the, these people testing planes, you see it, and then about 10 years later, you see its modern version. You say, oh yeah, that's why you should be seeing it flying around. Yeah. But this is this is 25 years. Um, I mean, I saw that uh, in those two, two objects going across phenomenal speeds back in the 90s. We're 2021 now. Come on, there must be. The, the, we'd have to be aware of them by now. But I mean, as I say, there's, we, we've been reporting sightings, or there's been sightings reported for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not pushing the Bible here, anything like because I'm not in that way inclined, but you only have to look at Ezekiel. I mean, you could read that the way you want to interpret it. You could think, yeah, well, that was a UFO that landed and blah, blah, blah. Simple as that. That was their way of talking about it at the time. Yeah. And through the through the ages and all like that. And, yep, the Aztecs, the Egyptians, all yeah, that sort of stuff yeah. there. There's all ex little hidden things here and there. Yeah, exactly right. You know, it, it just seems to be, depends what you want to believe and, and how much you take from it, but I, I just think that we've been visited for a, a while yeah. for a while and i'd like to think if that's the case then they're not um what's the word aggressive yeah it's simple as that but now we see you know you look at those reports now that came on um, spotlight wasn't it a couple of weeks ago and yeah. all like that you know i mean if the americans are saying it's not theirs you know they don't believe it's well they're not sure if it's chinese or russian but I mean, if China or Russia had got them, I'm sure we'd be aware of it right now. Oh, definitely. I think they would have tried to throw some yeah. bit of dominance there anyway, a bit of superiority. It's, yeah, because, I mean, that's what, um, well, I say, I mean, without getting political, I mean, that's what communism, Marxism and all that's all yeah. about, you know. I mean, I had family was captured by them in the war, just after the war over in Europe, and um, they suffered from, you know, basically couldn't, um, you couldn't, you couldn't say what you wanted to say, you couldn't think. They told you what to think, and they told you what to say, and that's what that's all about. Yeah, as simple as that. So, I mean, I'm sure they would have, um, they would have let us know that they've got something like that. Definitely. Well, you because, look at Russia and America back in the, what was '69, I think, when they're doing the race to the moon. Like, yeah. America had to go and beat Russia and go, no, no, we beat you. Like we're better than you, sort of thing. So, like, um, yeah, like you're saying, if China or Russia had something that was better than the Americans, we would definitely know about it. I, I believe so. I believe so. Most definitely. I mean, you, you keep your cards close to your chest when it comes to um, uh, military hardware, etc., etc. But yeah. you know, somewhere on the line, it, it gets introduced, uh, like that stealth. Somewhere on the line, it gets introduced. It, it, it it's does. got to be, you know, it, it's got to be out there. You've got to be aware of it. But it's just, it's just the speed. I mean, they say 
I mean, I, I'm not highly in, conversant with um, all um, aspects of the human body, etc. But you know, the g-forces, etc., etc. We can only go so fast without um, splattering all over the place. You yeah. Know? And I, I think that's what was mentioned on that spotlight program. I mean, these these two objects I saw. Well, I, I mean, the phenomenal speed that was going at. Well, they're telling us that the human can't do that. Yeah. You know, and and then they, these what objects that they're picking up, the uh, the sudden rapid change of direction. Well, the human body can't do that. Yeah, you well, know? going from like thirty thousand feet to like five feet off the ground or something like that, off the water's edge or something. You know, in a matter of seconds. Like, yeah, we definitely can't do that. No, no. You know, I mean, unless let's say they've got a spacesuit or whether they've got a space a ship um, that that um, eliminates all that. Um, well, again, as I say, I'm sure we would have known by now. I'm sure they'd have an old um, Air Force of them if we, it was man-made. Yeah. Some, you know, it, it's a bit... Well, computers just going there. So, yeah, I, I, that's my opinion. That's just, just my opinion, simple as that. Um, it, it would have, I'm sure they would have let us know by now. I, yeah. I really do think that. Definitely. You know. And, like, especially if they were aggressive, like, if they were an aggressive sort of visitors or what do you want to call them and such like they could have outdone us years ago and well, still present to this day so they, they, there's yeah. nothing aggressive about them surely yeah I, I think as well i think i think they're observing my as i say i'm not an expert i don't pretend to be but i do think they're observing and i remember back in the 70s they used to say that they used to have issues around nuclear power stations yes and um other places military places and all like that and um, you may look at, look at the Rendlesham in the 80s, you know, the um, what was it, the um, fighter bombers that you said, the nuclear warheads on them and all like that. Yep. They all seem to be hanging around them. Now, I mean, if that was Russian, or that was Chinese, again, I'm sure we know about it. Yep. It's simple as that. It, it seems to be a pattern of them. And like I say on that spotlight, we haven't put too much emphasis on that program. I mean, the guy, the guy mentioned that they just turned the... Um, nuclear warheads off and said, well, this is what we can do. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, there you go. It's one of those things, eh? Um, yeah, I, I do think we're being observed and, and et cetera, but I don't know. I don't know. But again, I'm going back to the Second World War. You talk about these food fighters. What, what was happening there? You know? Yeah. What was, they, what was they up to? Was there's help? a lot of mystery there, isn't there? There's, there's lots of things. As I say, this it, again, it all boils down to the fact um it's not been released, and this U.S. where it is, they're going to be releasing possibly uh, towards the end of the month. Should be interesting. I'm not holding my breath on it, if I'm perfectly honest, but I do think that we've um, we've moved a long way um, since the 70s. It's taken 40 years to go to a stage like this where they're actually sort of saying, "Well, we don't really know what they are." Yeah, definitely. Know? What would your thoughts be on that? This is my opinion. Like, this is something that I've spoken with people a lot on this one. Um, like. Our technology just totally boomed after we had the Roswell incident. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that there's something that we could have like reverse engineered into that? Like, you know, computer chips, um, CDs, microwaves, all that sort of stuff just started coming out of nowhere. Well, the microwaves, they reckon, came from uh, NASA, didn't they? I mean, going back to what you're saying now, they reckon microwaves was um, a product of the trials and error of um, NASA. When yep. they was um, um, trying to, whatever they were trying to invent, and they stumbled on the microwave. Um, again, it's to do with space. So whether they'd been introduced to, as you say, trying to reverse engineer something, and say, oh, well, we've developed this, you know, 
and uh, oh, it's microwave, and it came from NASA. So I do know that. So there could be a bit of a link there, sort of thing. And I'm sure that um, to an extent, I mean, maybe you could say that about the staff. Yeah. You know. Definitely. It, it, you know, my first thought was um, when I heard that, I thought, well, you know, that that um, gets rid of that garbage. Then about you can't get on radar, etc., cetera, so on. And um, where did we get it from? How did we find all that out? You know, I mean, yeah, well, that, that's that's just incredible. Um, incredible uh, te- um, well development yeah especially at those times period. anyway yeah mm, particular period of time i know um, they said in the past that we, we do tend to um, um develop a lot more as uh um, in, in respects of whatever um going forward in um, manufacturing etc and, and planes and i mean you look at the first world war you look at 1910 you look at the aircraft you look at 1920 yeah you know I mean, there's a big difference Yep, going from the Wright brothers to something that goes into a full prop to, and then into yep. jets as well. So it's, that's, you know, yeah. That was, well, that's what, a couple of decades. You know, and then you look at 19, you look at um, 1935, so 45, you know, we've got the, the um, propelled aircraft, and then you look at um, 1945, you've got rockets. Yeah. It's just a you massive know, jump. A massive leap. Massive leap for mankind, as they say. It's yeah. simple as that. But, um, no. Nah. But now I think that's, I did see something the other week that sort of intrigued me. I'm not saying it was a UFO or anything like that, but I was walking my wife's dog, the pleasures of being a husband. <laughs> the early hours of the morning, it was about, again, about 5.30 because she starts at 6. Yep. And, and I saw um, I saw this, well, obviously a satellite or something, I don't know, going across and I picked it up and that, because I scanned the skies, that's the other thing. I don't just sort of look in one direction, I'm scanning it all the time, yep. looking around in all directions. And I saw this um, this um, satellite sort of come from behind of a, like a, an oval-shaped cloud. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, nothing to it. And then I noticed the cloud emits at, what, at the nearest end to me of this oval-shaped cloud um, colours of red, blue, and white, just like a, a, a blanket flash. Woof. Oh, that's and different. Thought, well, that's right, I thought. But I thought, then I thought, well, hang on, because we have planes taking off at that uh, moment in time. They tend to fly over the area where I am, but they go around in a circle and you sort of, you know, you see him going around a couple of times and that. And I thought, well, well maybe it's a... Because when you get a plane really high up, you can see it pulsates sometimes, you know, it's, yeah. because it's high up. The, all its lights in. I thought, oh, what if it's a, what if it's a plane behind the, the cloud sort of thing? And I thought, oh, I'll wait for another flash then. It's, it's going to do it again. And um, so I must have been about there 10 minutes and there's no flash and there was no plane. Jeez, so, oh, that certainly <laughs> so raises some questions like, then. So I just thought, well, it must be a natural phenomenon, I saw. You know, I just thought something must have... Um, you know, like electric lightning or something like that. I just thought, oh, it must have been natural phenomenon. But I just thought, well, that's interesting. If I hadn't seen the satellite, I wouldn't have taken much notice of the cloud. And, um, you know, that's what I got from it, sort of thing. So that's that's, that's about the latest thing I've seen. Yeah, it's certainly different. Yeah, very different. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I don't know where it was. I'm not trying to make out it's a UFO or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just something one of those things you just... Yeah. Mine be just a bit of a... I know we're, I'm lost now. I'm like, yeah, you just lost for words. Like, I'm, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you, you know, what, what, what's that? You know, what's that? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's incredible. Weird. But what made it even more so, as I say, I waited for it to do it again because it was a fair longish cloud. I waited for it to do it again. I thought, oh, it's not going to do it. Okay, I'll wait for the plane to come out there because, you know, it's got to come out. Simple yeah. as that. But, but no, nothing did. So no, I thought, well, yeah. that, that's, that's weird. So, unless it was something, as I say, to do with the cloud, some natural phenomenon, I have no idea. I don't yeah. Know. You know, didn't wow. take my breath away, but yeah. That's so that's incredible. the latest one I had. Yep. So, that's awesome. So that's my 
personal experiences relating to UFOs? I hope it's been of interest to you and your listeners. Oh, mate, it's been absolutely great. Um, listen to it, it's incredible. Um, it is awesome. I hope I haven't waffled too much. No, mate, it's been absolutely beautiful. I mean, yeah. Like I said, mate, before we started chatting, mate, it was going to be a beautiful voice, mate, and it's definitely been beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I did, I, I did get washed. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no problem. Oh, mate. All right. Look, is there anything else you want to add to it before we go and finish up? Uh, no, 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 at this stage in time. I, I, I just say to people, I have read a few comments where people are saying that, um, um, that they've not seen anything and they'd love to see something. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those hit and miss, you know, just, just keep looking, scan the skies, don't just look in one direction, keep looking around and somewhere along the line you'll um, you just you may be lucky you know I mean I've been around a long long time now and I've had two major incidents and it's taken a long time to do that yeah so that's only because as I say I have scanned the sky, uh, skies yeah probably and, more so than the average Joe out there anyway I always have to be in the right place at the right time pretty much yeah well it's that's, that's a factor of life isn't it yep. of life. <laughs> yeah it is indeed so, yeah so Mate, it's been beautiful having you on here, mate. I appreciate yep. the effort coming out, mate. It's, um, yeah, I'm hopefully going to encourage more people to come out and tell their stories as well. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely what we want to try and achieve here and take away the, uh, the the stigma that follows this sort of genre. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, mean, it, there's a lot of credibility be, to it. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be around nowadays, as you say. Um, we should be more mature, more educated, and um, more um, willing to sort of accept that um, there are things out there we don't know anything about. Definitely, you know, and especially the government's coming out now and all that sort of stuff. They're admitting to it, you know. That's it's got to be more than enough for, to sort of stop this sort of. Stigma. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, like I say, if you look in the seventies, there wasn't a, there was nothing, you know, and then he was, he was um, controlling what you said. I mean, they, they sort of uh, like nowadays, if you don't follow this certain um, cult or whatever you want to call them. These people, um, you know, you, you, you are you aren't um, good enough for society, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it was the same in them days. I mean, I, I remember people blatantly abusing me to my face uh, just because I said, "Well, look, I, I do believe there's people out there," and they wouldn't have it. They said, "No, you you, you need to see somebody. You have got a problem." Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, um, you know, we've been introduced to a number of um, facets of um, changes to respect of, but um, they reckon now that possibly we came from outer space anyway, and and um, this, this, this life, possible life, not that we know it, or whatever, on, on other planets. So, yeah, no, you, you've got to start accepting the fact that, that um, they're introducing us to it. It's yeah. only a matter of time that when they will have to come clean. And I think, I don't know if it'd be in my lifetime, but I, uh, I do think it will be soon. Simple as that. So, yeah, well, we've got a couple of weeks left till I think the, uh, yeah. that... Uh, what was it that major release? Went, was the, yeah, that major release that's supposed to be coming out, that patent that went out or something like that. You know, yeah. that's supposed to be out in the next couple of weeks, and that should hopefully give us a big breakdown, or at least hoping for a big breakdown. But well, I'm not holding me breath. But no, I, me neither. <laughs> I, I, I do hope, I do hope, but I'm not holding me breath. You know, but I do think what's been released in the last few weeks and last couple of years, I think will just probably emphasise that and might just give you a little bit extra, but. Yeah, uh, I, I I can still remember. I think the story was when the was it Orson Welles did a um, program in America and said um, they started the program. This is newsflash. This newsflash, 
Um, we are being baited from aliens from Mars, and I think everybody ran off to the subway, didn't they, or something? Oh, so. yeah. I took it like the War of the Worlds sort of thing that yeah. went off. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's what they, they don't want a mass panic in uh, yep. the general society, but I think you'll find that they may slightly improve our knowledge or introduce us more to the fact that, yeah, there is something out there. Definitely, and people are definitely so, still having these sightings that are going on. So there is credi credibility behind people's mm -hmm. encounters. Sure. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, mate, I don't think we've got any questions here for you because um, everyone's just been too intent on listening to us. So, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I hope they've enjoyed it. So, um, so it's been great to get it off my chest and certainly some of the stories and that. So, and um, I look forward to hearing the next podcast. Definitely, mate. Oh, well, mate, we'll talk to you in the future, yeah. mate, and um, all the best. And hopefully, uh, you get yourself another little bit of experience. And, um... <laughs> I'll think about my first year. Yeah. Thank you very much. So. Nice, right. mate. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.